Chapter Twenty Eight of the Countess of Charny by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Cagliostro's advice. On the evening of this awful day, while the pike bearers were scouring Paris through streets illuminated but deserted, to exhibit rags dyed in blood, with shouts of "The tyrant is dead! Behold his blood!" Two men whose dress was different sat in silence in a room in a house on St. Honore Street. Dressed in black, one was sitting at a table with his head resting on his hand, plunged into deep reverie, if not grief. The other, wearing a countryman's dress, strode up and down with wrinkled forehead, gloomy eye, and folded arms. Every time his crossing line brought him by the table, he cast a glance on the thinker. At last the countryman stopped and said as he fixed his eye on the other, "'Come now, citizen Gilbert, am I a brigand because I voted for the king's death?' The man in black raised his head, shook his melancholy brow, and said, holding out his hand to his companion, "'No, Belay, you are no more a brigand for that than I am an aristocrat for voting the other way.' You voted according to your conscience, and I to mine. It is a terrible thing to take away from man that which you cannot restore. So it is your opinion that despotism is inviolable, returned Belay. Liberty is revolt, and there is no justice on earth except such as kings, that is, tyrants, dispense. Then what remains for the people? the right to serve and obey do you gilbert the pupil of rousseau say that no belay for that would be an impiety against the people come said the farmer i am going to talk to you with the roughness of my plain good sense to which i do not mind your answering with all the sharpness of your fine wit do you admit that a nation, believing itself oppressed, should have the right to disestablish its church, lower or even demolish the throne, fight, and make itself free? Not a doubt of it. Then it has the right to gather in the spoils of the victory? Yes, Belay but not to compass such things with murder and violence. Remember that it is written, Thou shalt not kill thy neighbor. But the king was no neighbor of mine, returned Belay. He was my enemy. I remember what my poor mother read me in the Bible, of what Samuel said to the Israelites, who asked him to appoint a king. So do I, Belay and Samuel anointed Saul. He did not kill him. Oh, I know that if I get to arguing with you in book-learning, I shall lose. So I shall simply ask you, were we right to take the Bastille? Yes. When the king took away our right to hold a meeting, were we right to meet in another place? You were had we the right 
when the king gathered foreign troops at versailles to feast them and overawe us to take him away from among them and lodge him in paris yes to bring him back when he tried to run away from the country yes then we had a right to shut him up where he was so little out of mischief that he continued to correspond with the invader ought we not have brought him before the court for trial to doom him and i to banish to perpetually imprison all except death because guilty in the result he was not so in the intention you judge him from the people standing belay but he acted like the son of kings was he a tyrant as you call him no an oppressor of the people no an accomplice of aristocrats and an enemy of freedom no then you judge him as royalty would no for then he would have been acquitted but you did so by voting for his life no with life imprisonment granting he was not your neighbor but your enemy he was a vanquished one and ought not to have been slain in cold blood that is not execution but immolation you have conferred on royalty something like martyrdom and made justice seem vengeance take care in doing too much you have not done enough charles of england was executed but his son reigned but james the second was banished and his sons died in exile human nature is humane and you have alienated from the republic for fifty or a hundred years the immense proportion of the population judging revolutions by their feelings believe me my friend republicans ought most to bewail the death of louis for the blood will fall on them and cost the republic its life there is some truth in what you say gilbert said a voice at the door cogliostro exclaimed both debaters turning with the same impulse yes but there is also truth in what belay said that is the trouble in it sighed gilbert the cause we plead has two faces and each as he looks upon it can say he is right but he ought also to admit that he may be wrong what is your opinion master asked the doctor yes your opinion said belay you have been trying the accused over again but you should test the sentence had you doomed the king you would have been right you doomed the man and you were wrong i don't understand said belay you ought to have slain the king amid his guards and courtiers while unknown to the people 
when he was to them a tyrant. But, after having let him live and dwell under the eyes of the private soldier, the petty civil servant, the workman, as a man, this sham abasement elevated him, and he ought to have been banished or locked up, as happens to any man. "'I did not understand you,' said Billet to the doctor. "'But I do the citizen Cagliostro.' "'Just think of their five months' captivity molding this lump, "'who was born to be a parish beetle, "'into a statue of courage, patience, "'and resignation on a pedestal of sorrow.' You sanctified him so that his wife adored him. Who would have dreamed, my dear Gilbert, said the magician, bursting into laughter, that Marie Antoinette would ever have loved her mate. Oh, if I had only guessed this, muttered Billet, I would have slain him before. I could have done it easily. These words were spoken with such intense patriotism that Gilbert pardoned them, while Cogliostro admired. "'But you did not do it,' said the latter. "'You voted for death, and you, Gilbert, for life. "'Now, let me give you a last piece of advice. "'You, Gilbert,' strove to be a member of the convention to accomplish a duty you belay to fulfill vengeance both are realized you have nothing more to do here be gone the two stared at him tomorrow your indulgence will be regarded as a crime and on the next day your severity as bad. Believe me, in the mortal strife preparing between hatred, fear, revenge, fanaticism, few will remain unspotted, some will be fouled with mud, some with blood. Go, my friends, go. But France— said the doctor. "'Yes, France,' echoed Belay. "'Materially,' said Cogliostro. "'France is saved. The external enemy is baffled. The home one dead. The revolution holds the axe in one hand and the tricolored flag in the other. Go in tranquillity.' for before she lays them down the aristocracy will be beheaded and europe conquered go my friends go to your second country america will you go with me belay asked the doctor will you forgive me asked belay the two clasped hands you must go at once. The ship Franklin is ready to sail. But, my son! Cogliostro opened the door. Come in, Sebastian, he said. 
your father calls you. The young man rushed into his father's arms, while Belay sighed. My carriage is at the door, said Cogliostro. Then, in a whisper to the doctor, while Belay was asking news of the youth, he said emphatically, Take him away. He must not know how he lost his mother. He might thirst for revenge. Gilbert nodded and opened a money drawer. Fill your pockets, he said to Belay. Will there be enough in a strange country? he asked. Bless you, with land at five dollars an acre, cleared, we can buy a county. But what are you looking round for? For what would be no use to me, who cannot write? I see you want to send good-bye to Petou. Let me. What have you written? My dear Petou, we are leaving France, Belay, Sebastian, and I, and send you our united love. We think that as you are manager of Belay's farm, you do not need anything. One of these days we may write for you to come over and join us. Your friend, Gilbert. Is that all? asked the farmer. There is a postscript, said the writer, looking the farmer in the face as he said. Belay hopes you will take the best care of Catherine. Belay uttered a cry of gratitude and shook Gilbert's hand again. Ten minutes afterward, the post-chaise carried far from Paris Gilbert and his friend and the son of Andrea of Charny. End of chapter 28 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia